Hey. I'm one of your co-hosts, Lindsay. I'm Dana. And welcome back to Tipsy Trials. So, Dana, I think I texted you this the other day, but I'm convinced that Gravity and I, we're just no longer friends. (laughs) Lindsay is one of the most clumsy people I know. (laughs) I just lately, I don't, oh my gosh, this morning I'm walking the dog. I don't even know what happened when I tell you that her leash flew across the sidewalk. Oh my God. Like, I was nothing. I was just walking along, bopping along, and bam. Did she take off running or something? No, she did not. You can me this dog. She is afraid to go out the front door without a leash. You probably scared the shit out of her. Oh, she just, you know what? Normally I would. She just kind of looked up at me like, you you good? You good, girl? (laughs) But I mean, lately, I swear to God, and it's anything that's the wrong time to drop, it falls right now. Mm -hmm. It's, It's, oh my God, I'm sick of climbing under tables. And lately, I've been doing a lot of puzzles. I must drop. A puzzle piece every 10 seconds. But do you find them or do they get well, like eaten? the entire damn couch. Yeah. Yeah. See, when I drop stuff like that, it's just gone into oblivion. I just, forever. I can't. And it's, oh, <laughs> it's been plaguing me for a few weeks now. I thought it was getting better. It's back. <laughs> Even setting up earlier. We're walking over here. I'm not barely touching the damn thing. I'm holding it with a natural grip, and the damn charger to the computer just falls down. <laughs> it really did. Like, it's what? Like, <laughs> I'm nothing. I'm like, I don't, maybe my hands are sweatier lately. Got better fingers. I got, I guess. It's a new development in my life. I've never been so, I can be clumsy, but I've never, I'm remembering when I fell like a few months back. <laughs> Falling is (laughs) one of those things where I want so badly not to laugh. Like, I'll make sure the person's okay. okay. Then I'm like, I was very lucky that very few people saw this fall. But we were all, we were out with our team. And we're leaving this restaurant. (laughs) And I don't even know what happened. The floor (laughs) was very slippery in fairness. It was. just... (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving. No one's really around. Um, the bar was full, but no one from our group is really around. Thank God. I took one step and I just went down <laughs> in front of these tables of these two girls who were sweet as can be. And they were just like, are you okay? We were just saying how slippery this floor They tried to make you feel better. <laughs> like internally, they were dying of laughter. They talked about me the second I left. They're like, we're at dinner. This dumb bitch fell. <laughs> <laughs> They're telling that story to their day. children. Only one of our friends saw, and luckily he was very helpful. He was very Thank sweet goodness. about it. But, oh man, I would never have heard the end of it if everyone else saw it. My toe was bruised for two months. Just oh, one man. toe. Remember when I fell up the stairs in Asheville? <laughs> I fell up the stairs. She had a, No, you had not had any shots. I, I literally just, just got there. there. Oh, my God. I tripped. And my, I was wearing Birkenstocks and somehow it like held on to my foot. I had this huge bruise on my foot for like weeks. It's insane. Something about bruises on the feet. I mean, my bruise barely hurt, but it damn well stayed there. My, <laughs> it's my remind manicurist you. was like, what'd you do? I was like, I fell. <laughs> what do you want? He's like, that's never going back. <laughs> I was like, thank you. <laughs> I'd be like, I kicked some bitch in the face. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, I just feel like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the older we get, 
we just lose Maybe. touch with gravity. My mom falls a lot too. So oh. I mean, it's obviously th- she's older than me. What's well, the thing with like, not people of her age, but like old people, they fall all the time. Interesting. I mean, not interesting. I know it. <laughs> but it's like interesting to process in correlation to the fact we're it's... getting older. Obviously, I am now my age, which is 25 <laughs> in a week. All right, 25. Last week. <laughs> Guys, I got so young buying this week's drinks, but ooh, not really. It's just because it's a law. They're like, if you look under forty, we have to card you. Oh, I thought it was thirty-five. Oh no! I'm like the time's <laughs> coming in ten years because I'm only twenty-five. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Okay, I have something funny to share. Sure. Literally, this cracked me up. Okay, have you seen like the robo lawnmowers? Yeah. Okay, someone in our neighborhood has one. And it's just always like out doing its thing. Like I've seen it. I know exactly which house this is talking about. It's a next door post. And I've seen it. It's out there cutting grass. Like, I don't know. It's almost every time I drive by during the day, which is not Mm -hmm. every day. So maybe like three times a week. The next door post says, (laughs) the caption is Rogue Roomba on GRP, which is an abbreviation for a street. (laughs) Going up and down the hill. If it's yours, (laughs) FYI. (laughs) <laughs> the comment someone thought that this added value to the post the grass cutting robot no shit <laughs> you <laughs> thought it was the indoor the room but outside <laughs> I went run. in fairness my Roomba ones which I'm off Roomba now I swapped to just one of those um cordless vacuums mm-hmm. but when i had a roomba that thing it would get stuck to the point where i would take four to five days to find it sometimes oh my god I'd, oh my god when i tell you all me dana and one of our other friends literally have a chat where all we talk about are vacuum incidences yes. i'm not even kidding <laughs> they have names they get stuck in different places. You'll it's lose just it. funny. I thought mine ran away because I literally couldn't <laughs> find I still don't know where I found it. But I mean, all I oh my god, that's the funniest thing. Next time idea. you just need to check next door for a rogue Roomba. I just on I'm the trying loose. all I what's funny though is when you picture it, you speed it up in your mind kinda like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when someone's chasing like the Looney too. So like I'm it's trying to escape music I can't even like put in to words what the music is. You know exactly I know what, what you music mean. I'm talking about though. And it's like it's just like maybe it's almost that circus sound. <laughs> They're like going one way, and then the Roomba comes back the other way. Yes. They're still chasing. It's like finally I'm free. <laughs> just, that's all I'm picturing uh, of this cartoon. I literally died, and it's because I've driven by it so many times. I'm like, exactly. oh, look at that little Roomba just behaving, cutting I'm his sure lawn. You didn't name him and think, oh well. Spencer got out. I should. I should go back and comment on it and be like, don't be talking about Spencer like that. <laughs> Apparently his name's now Spencer. We hired him to cut the neighbor's grass. That's why he was on the hill. Those things crack me up. Oh my God. They're so expensive too. Wait, so it was a hill with grass? Yeah. But I gotta it, tell you, I was picturing it on like the road. No. Well, there's like, it's air, a like hills. That don't have houses on them in the neighborhood, like where no one lives, but it's part of the neighborhood, but near the houses. It on the road or sidewalk, <laughs> trying like to driving down the main road. 
That would be hilarious. <laughs> That's I would all just, I can see. I would just roll oh, my window my down goodness. and be like, be free, little Roomba. <laughs> Spencer, that way. That is the exit. <laughs> God. Anyways. So we do have some fun stuff to talk about today. And of course, as every week, that starts with drinking. <laughs> we will be drinking alcohol on this podcast. <laughs> if you didn't know that we did that, I don't really know how you got here. Go back to the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so we are excited, though, because we are veering away from seltzer for the very first time We knew this day was going to come. When we came up with this podcast idea, it started with seltzer. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to lie. The thought of other drinks was never there. But when you start to dig, there are so many canned beverages these days outside of just seltzer that you have to venture out. And we're not talking about beer or wine in a can, although wine in a can may come up at some point. Hey, we don't discriminate. (laughs) We're talking about this canned cocktails or other because this week we are drinking Rebel Hard Coffee. I'm so excited. I, it poured like a frappuccino. Like it did. Like the canned frappuccino, <laughs> obviously not like one from Starbucks. Right. Um, so we're going to see, but just some history behind the company. Their logo is Unleash Your Inner Rebel. Ooh. Um, So the Rebel Hard Coffee story is we all have that little voice inside of us that dares us to be different, to break the rules, to fight the familiar. It's that voice that tells us to let it go. (laughs) All I can hear is the song. Let it go. To take a chance to do something extraordinary. It fuels our sense of adventure and pushes us to choose our own path and live life our own way. The journey of Rebel Hard Coffee began with the history of artisanal coffee roasting and a quest for new and indifferent. Much like others, we love coffee, but we also thrive in social settings. We wanted coffee with a kick, something more than your typical morning cup of joe and afternoon pick-me-up. We wanted that coffee house experience for all of our favorite social moments, even those that extended late into the evening. Um, very well written. Beautiful. It was beautiful. I felt like I was on a journey with them. <laughs> so some other things. What is the meaning of rebel? Rebel symbolizes freedom of thought and choice. We are independent spirits with a passion for seeking new and different. Oh man, they just hit on me to the core. Um, they do go into, if you go to their frequently asked questions, the differences between cold brew and latte, they do have a bunch of flavors. We, I believe, I don't know if it's a certain pack, but we're trying the latte pack. Um, I'll double check in a second, but I did, what led me to the frequently asked questions page was the question of caffeine. Obviously coffee has caffeine. We record these at night. Yes. (laughs) So I did check and Rebel has less than 45 milligrams of caffeine per serving. That is naturally occurring from our coffee beans. Sorry, I I swallowed. (laughs) Compare this to a typical cup of coffee, eight ounces, which has around 100 milligrams of caffeine. We obviously don't have a full serving in our glasses, Mm -hmm. so I'm thinking we'll be okay later tonight. Um, I'm sure Dana will text me if not. So they do have quite a few things. They have some hard teas also. They oh. do have a hard cold brew. 
Um, so I believe the only pack they have is this hard latte variety pack, which is what we are trying. They do have, oh man, they have a bunch of seasonal flavors. We might have to hunt some of those down Ooh. and try them out sometime. I need that in my life. The hard teas. Um, oh, all right. Guys, we have like an ongoing list of stuff to try. It's extensive. These, I know I'm trying not, to, like I'm trying to let us get through some of it and then re-add. But you keep finding stuff. Yeah, you have to add it. <laughs> so we'll probably add to these. Um, but like we said, we are doing the latte pack. And the four flavors that they have are, excuse me, mocha latte, vanilla latte, salted caramel latte, and maple pecan latte. Ooh. So we are going to start. We figured we'd start with kind of the basics, which are vanilla and mocha. And which is which? Do you? Yes. <laughs> The green, I think, is vanilla, vanilla, and the pink is mocha latte. Okay, so let's start with vanilla. Okay. <laughs> you had your hand on the other <laughs> one. All right, so right off the bat, oops, sorry, my Apple Watch is going crazy. I don't think swirling is going to change this one. Mm-hmm. And it smells like a vanilla latte. Yeah, I had to stick my nose pretty far in there, though. Oh, really? It's not a strong smell for me. Mine's very strong. Oh, what is the percentage on these? I'm sorry. I believe it's 5% alcohol. Okay. That, yeah, you're right. That is what it said on the can. I mean, yeah, it smells like vanilla latte. I think it smells, yeah. And this, I mean, for outside of seasonal flavors, a soy vanilla iced latte is my go-to at Starbucks. So I'm... Can't beat it. Pretty thrilled, so... All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, God, that's dangerous. Oh, my God. That's so good. This is a dangerous drink. I oh my god! Oh my god! Alcoholic. It does not taste like it. All I'm thinking are all of the tailgates for noon games I've ever been to, where I was drinking beer at 7 a.m. I could have been drinking this. Well, no, because it didn't exist. But or, from now on, it will be. Yeah, or even like they said, late nights. This is a great way to. Kind of change it up because you know, I'm already yawning over here. I need some caffeine. I was going to say, we record this at night. She's not <laughs> She's not yawning at like noon. Um, we called out one of our friends in the last episode about your sense of humor being called out here. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to go buy this pack because. Oh, this is right up his alley. He will be in love. You know who you are. Oh, my gosh. You know what, though? I want to keep drinking it. (laughs) So the alcoholic flavor does show up at some level, but it just tastes like an Irish coffee. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. not mad at it by any... This would be if I was going to a beer festival, and I know before a festival, I always try to eat something very hearty that day, because I'm going to be drinking all day. But sometimes I also want to start pre-gaming early. I will just pour liquor in whatever my drink is, coffee or tea normally. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, not anymore i'm just gonna get this this tastes way better than doing that oh my gosh i love this very accurate too it tastes like a vanilla latte i'm pleased oh me too all right love it so let's try the mocha okay i'm not a big mocha drinker i'm not either when i was younger i think that's one of a starter coffee for a lot because chocolate But I'm hopeful. My best friend still gets soy mocha lattes all the time. Oh, okay. 
nice. So someone likes it. I don't know. It's one of those flavors where I'm a little nervous. This is going to come in lower for us mm-hmm. because. Well, let's try it before I go there. Yeah, let's see. Cheers. Cheers. That's smooth too. <laughs> it's wow. These are really good. Okay, and so what I was going to say, and obviously this will come more towards the end, but I do worry when doing a ranking of something like this where you do have such a strong preference towards mm-hmm. one flavor, it's going to let mocha come in a little lower. Maybe for us, maybe it won't. Yeah. But this is why we make sure you know the accuracy is there. If you're a mocha drinker, you're going to love this. Oh, this is so good. I will say if you don't typically like mocha drinks from Starbucks or other coffee shops because it's more of a sauce that kind of sits at the bottom. This is it's a flavor and it's I mean it's not like sitting at the bottom. So I like this better. You get that point if you get like a mocha latte from um, or just a mocha in general from Starbucks if you're doing iced. I'm not a hot coffee drinker. I'm almost iced exclusively. It can be mm-hmm. negative 30 degrees outside. I'm getting an iced coffee. She ain't lying. <laughs> but where you have the straw in there and if it hits the syrup in just the wrong spot, <laughs> it's no, it's not a straight okay. chocolate. Right, because this, and I'm not going to say this has a huge chocolatey flavor, but I don't think mocha is supposed to. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No. If you're Either a coffee expert and you know, you yes. tell us. But Starbucks I really like baristas, it. We want to interview you. Well, we're going to mull over these two flavors and then add to the others while we get into our topic this week. Um, we had so much fun doing wife swap. And one of the biggest things on the Internet right now is everyone talking about the Lula Rich documentary on Amazon. Prime. Yes, the controversial documentary. We are so excited. Both of us. We're anti-MLM. People. Yeah, let's just call it like it is. <laughs> um, I think both of us have fallen victim to MLMs before. Yes. Yeah. It's easy to. Yeah. And we'll get into that because I got some notes on it. But, you know, it's interesting to kind of watch this versus anyone else's experience in an MLM and Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Right. And the yeah, it's just very extreme. It was almost mind blowing at times. So, well, we do want to warn anyone if you have not watched this yet and you are planning to watch it. Turn this off right now. Go watch, then come back to us. Lots of spoilers. Yeah, and we're we're not going to hold back. I mean, that's not fair to us who just watched all four episodes and are ready to dive in. We need to talk about it. (laughs) It's a lot to unpack. So we're going to go ahead and get started. We'll give you one second now. Anyways, (laughs) so the first episode, I did write the names of the episodes. I don't think it really matters, but the first episode was called Startup, and Right off the bat with the intro, I wrote, holy crap, (laughs) this is going to be so good and so crazy. Yeah, I was already annoyed with them as soon as it came on. Well, and I think this was more, I watched the first episode like a week ago. Mm -hmm. I think this was more, they showed kind of clippets of what was coming. Yes. And I think that's more what I was off. Um, When we meet them, Deanne and Mark, uh, what is their last name? I have her maiden name. Yeah, I did too. Um, I do not have her. I don't know. I'll look it up. I don't know their names. Okay. Well, when we meet them, 
She is fixing the carpet below her because she doesn't like how it looks. It was really weird and uncomfortable. Stidham. Mark and Deanne Stidham. Okay. I remember they said it, but I... Yeah, they did a few times. Well, their story of meeting before even getting into the company is a little crazy in itself. When they met, she was raising seven kids by herself. You heard that right. Seven. Oh, they had just gotten divorced in 95. Three are adopted, four biological, but still seven kids. It's a lot. By yourself. My God. I'm just, I'm exhausted after reading that. Mm -hmm. After they met... Between the two of them, they had 14 kids overall. It was a lot. (laughs) He had four kids already. Um, I was a little confused with that because four and seven do not equal 14, do they? One, two, three, four. So. I think they must have had. It was confusing because they. So she said at first how many biological and adopted she had. And then she said Mark had four children. Then they went into children that they adopted and it was hard to tell if they adopted them after they got married and that added more children so i don't know she definitely had three adopted before they got married um so and speaking of that (laughs) the the episode one was more about the family and the starting of the company Mm -hmm. but all caps is they're talking they're talking about who the kids are their names if they are married who their wives are who their husbands are and they get to one of the kids and they're like, this is whoever. And then they just keep going. And you're thinking, oh, he's not married. Okay. Yeah. Then they get to one of the adopted kids. <laughs> and I think this is one of the ones they adopted to. Yes, it has to be one of the ones they adopted Yes, because it was like the last, I think the last one kid the that last, they introduced. Yeah. Um, one of the adopted kids is now married to one of the biological kids. Talk about nuts clusterfuck i could not even i i had i think i actually rewinded it listened to the entire family dynamic again and i was like did that really just happen and they're like oh it's so funny oh they think it's the greatest thing and you know it has nothing to do with the overall story but it's such a random crazy fact to throw in to start you're like you kind of pause and you're like, uh, what? Almost, They're like, they didn't grow up together. They're not blood related by any means. It's not that weird. And you're like, no, it's still pretty weird. It is weird. They only have one set of grandparents. I mean, the kids. I mean, I assume they had kids. I don't know. I don't think they did yet. Or well, they're maybe. only going to have one set of grandparents. It was, yeah, it was just weird. <sighs> Needless to say, by these amounts of children, they are Mormon. Fine. I don't care. Whatever. Believe yeah. what you want to believe. Um, her maiden name is Startup. It was so <laughs> fitting when she said it. I was like, oh, my mind was blown. Oh, my God. It was too funny. And from there, she starts kind of going into her mom was an entrepreneur. How she got to this point is she followed mm-hmm. her mom a lot. She was selling stuff, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. She got to LuLaRoe because I think she made like a skirt pattern herself and wore it somewhere. Yeah. So she talks about how she like found this guy selling dresses and then she, I guess, started inviting a bunch of her friends to look at the dresses and then she started having dress parties. I think though, 
originally started with, right, she saw something she really liked. Mm-hmm. It was too much money, I want right. to say. And she's like, oh, I'll just make it myself. And right, all of her friends loved it. Mm-hmm. She Or one friend loved it. Or someone, a stranger loved it. Somebody loved it. She was like, oh, well, let's have a party. We'll have all your friends. Yeah. And she started slowly doing this. So it started as, I mean, a very good fortune business in terms of trying to create something and I really wanted to like her at first I mean it sounded like she was just driven motivated trying to make the best of her situation had a talent tried to make money off of that talent it really Mm -hmm. seemed innocent at first well she meets this one girl who's interested in the party and she lives in Washington state and they're in California so she tells her listen I'd love to expand this let's have you, you know, go up there and do it. And that becomes their very first retailer. Mm-hmm. And this girl's interviewed throughout the show. There were a lot of girls interviewed. I did not get all of their names. So we might randomly throw a name in there. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you've watched it, you know who we're talking about. But for the most part, we just kind of grabbed what was interesting. Um so that's how that goes going. And then they start charging for these startup fees because it starts slowly growing into that. Mm-hmm. It's about 5000 to 10000 a startup fee, depending Which on how insane. much. Which is At the beginning. Yeah. I, I mean, just, there's tons of multi-level marketing companies out there. Rarely do you find 5, any oh that have God. a startup fee of, I don't know, over $200. Yeah, they're usually not that bad. Um, it's a bit insane. But the whole idea, I think, is that you're buying your inventory up front. I mm-hmm. get it. But it's like, ugh, whatever. Yeah. Um, it starts growing very quickly. The kids are asked to help out. <laughs> oh, my God. This part cracked me up. You probably have the same thing written down. I wonder down. if I you're going to say what I have. Yeah. So they, like, start getting really successful, whatever. They invite the children in. The son starts crying. It is like, <laughs> they invited us in. I One said, son is crying for joy because of being asked to help. I said, son starts crying. LOL. Of course they want you to run the business. They want free labor. Hello. Yes, I definitely wrote that. Um, you know, and maybe it's because we reacted the same way to the wife swap kid crying at being forced to go yes. on a date. It's so extreme. It's like the, these are minute things. Like it's life. Ugh, the last thing I wrote before we go to episode two, episode one really is just a history, mm-hmm. is that their cousin or her nephew, <laughs> Sam, gets hired. Yes. And he's talking about conventions. Conventions come up a lot in this. And he starts naming um, songs that he played. And he said Scrubs by TLC. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. That's not the name of the damn song. It's no Scrubs. And you missed a big word. Right. The whole point of the damn song. No. That he was clearly just using things that we love. <laughs> not we. But the retailers who are <laughs> all around our MC. age group. Scrubs by TLC. I said, I'm sorry. What was that? Stop it. You don't even know the name of the song. <laughs> I literally wrote, Sam doesn't know the title TLC song. I yeah. don't like that. <laughs> okay. I wrote down this quote and I thought you might have, but I see you didn't. But he's talking about how, how fast the company was growing and how he didn't know what was going on. He says, it was like, actually, this was either him or one of the other guys that worked there. But I think it was Sam. 
He says, it was like flying the plane while you're still building the plane, and you don't even know how all the pieces of the plane work, and you've never flown a plane. You're not even a pilot. I think, I <laughs> I do remember it now. I don't oh remember who gosh. said it either. I do remember something along those lines, but the first episode, like we said, it wasn't that crazy. No. I mean, you're watching it. You're like, okay. What, why is this a thing? It's like, I know that their story is not great because a lot of it was in the media by the end. Mm-hmm. But it just, it, I don't know. There wasn't that much to see. They didn't dig deep one. into anything. Yeah. So episode two is called Show Up. And my very first note is that this is the first mention of a boss babe. <laughs> Girl boss, <laughs> boss babe. That culture is so toxic. It is. And you know, if you're in that, we're sorry, but leave like well oh there's a lot but anyway it's not great it's the first mention of boss babe this is where they really start going in on conventions i was Mm -hmm. actually shocked that it didn't come up sooner that's why i made sure to note when the first mention of one showed up (laughs) i said i put in all caps boss babe parentheses (laughs) hello toxic (laughs) so they start at this point interviewing oh i do have did any of them have a clue how to run a company of this size no no and they got no formal training um so at this point i have that further down but at this point they're starting to interview former employees not retailers not the people selling but a designer there I can't remember what that one guy was. I talked about was, him um, a lot in the end. Like customer service Something support. Like yeah, I think he was one of the people calling people to get them set up. And then another woman who also, um, she was a trip. Oh my, Lachey. I did Lachey. write down her name. Okay. One of my favorite quotes, I don't know who said it, but they said, good memories at the beginning. Break room had a sandwich bar. That was the entire. Then they cut. <laughs> that it. was the support guy. Then he, he's talking about how Mark and Deanne would bring them Chipotle. Yeah. He said. Then we started calling oh, it Chipotle. <laughs> I died. Oh my god! He goes. We would have Chipotle sometimes. This is also the same guy where his parents told him that he had to get an adult job, and this was his adult job. Okay, I clearly <laughs> need to go back because the end of this guy we'll get there i started taking a lot of notes on him i need to just go back and rewatch this whole thing in his perspective because i must have missed okay, a lot about him he said he was refing at a very high level like being a referee okay it was for high school volleyball <laughs> i do remember that <laughs> i was like sir i think you're confused about what high level means <laughs> No doubt it's better than You're recreation, but I think, we think we're not getting it. So um, funny. So at this point, they start showing the interviews with the um, retailers, mm-hmm. uh, some of which are former. I think only one of them is still with the company. I believe so. Um, we'll get into her. <laughs> But, you know, when they're describing their starts and how these women got lured in, whether it's a friend was selling it or Mm -hmm. they just wanted a change, I totally get it. The way they're talking about it, I I mean, that's why I've fallen victim to them myself, because the way they set it up... Until you're kind of aware of how toxic these environments are, it sounds like fun. It sounds like, in some cases, an extra way to make more money. Mm-hmm. In some cases, to make this your income. Right. It's, and I the get ones it. who got in early, I think, did truly benefit. Well, and they mentioned that at the yeah. end towards. 
and that's true for any MLM. Right. So it's like if you get in at the beginning, sure, you can make a lot of money. Right. But then they portray that same lifestyle for everyone, and it's not well, exactly and we'll attainable. Get to that. We're very ahead of it's ourselves. Fine. You all know what an MLM is, I hope. So, <laughs> my next note as they're interviewing is this woman Tiffany shows up. And they start showing her, and she talks about her couponing. And I was like, oh, oh my yeah. God, I remember her episode of Extreme Couponing. Extreme Couponing. I went all the way back on Paramount, not Paramount, I'm sorry, TLC Discovery Plus, because I watch Extreme Couponing to this day when mm-hmm. I just want something in the background. Not only is she on it, she's in the first episode. Oh, wow. And I she remember was like the her pioneer. well. So, no, there was a first episode, which was like a special and then there was the show itself Mm -hmm. she's the first one of the show itself and she actually you can go watch this after i'll have to post her tiktok name or something i have it saved but she actually did an entire series of like everything that was left out of the documentary there was so much more one did that too really um oh gosh i can't remember her name but i recognized her as soon as she came on the first time i was Mm -hmm. like this is the one that was showing up on my page all the yeah. time for a while it after this so premiered. Deep. Um, so Tiffany was a massive one because I think that was the first one they showed that was doing like the lives. And mm-hmm. they said their first night they sold every piece of inventory they had Oh bought. my gosh. It was crazy. They said in their first month they made $49,500. Second month, $127K. God. Can you I, imagine? No. I uh, like I was just going to say that I truly can't process this idea of starting something that is such a risk mm-hmm. and having that level of success right off the bat. Right. I'd scare myself. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know this, but there are only less than 3,000 of any particular print made in a garment. So I didn't know the number, but I... No, I mean, I LuLaRoe was popular, I mean, just a few years ago. Yeah. And I remember going to the parties. Um, I mean, I liked some of the stuff. It was when they started mixing the prints. I was like, all right, I'm out. But I remember it being like, if you like it, get it now because it's good. Right. You're not going to see it again. But that also sounds like such a line. Right. You don't. I, I was honestly shocked. And I've been to a few of these. I'm going to be honest. I never thought the crap was cute. I thought people were crazy. I cannot remember whose party it was. I don't think I went. I think I skipped it because I was like, I don't like this shit. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. But they sent me the brochure and I'm scanning it. I might have even pinged you and been like, Dana, are you fucking kidding me? This shit's <laughs> ugly as hell. The thing I just couldn't get down with was like some of it was like, you couldn't wear it anywhere but home. Um, when they're wearing some of them, you kind of have a moment of, oh, that is cute. I never saw that shit. I only saw ugly stuff, which proves to me because it That's says what they want to sell to people, though. Well, retailers did not get to choose their prints. I did know that. They just got a box and whatever's in there is in mm. there. I guess the ones I went to have the shittiest stuff. <laughs> Because it keeps circulating. They keep taking it to every so party. Ugly. So I did write down the levels that you could oh, go to. I didn't even bother with that. You start as a retailer and then you become a sponsor. A sponsor 
in an MLM, of course, is getting paid on retailer just buying inventory. This is a crucial note. Um, retailer has to buy a certain amount of stock each month to stay active. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And this is not cheap stock. Um, a sponsor can become a trainer once you have 10 people under you. So I don't know if that's 10 retailers under you or 10 sponsors, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It was confusing. Trainer becomes a coach after three trainers are under you. So that one was clarified. And then a coach becomes a mentor. A mentor is the highest you can reach. You have three coaches under you who have three trainers under them. So it takes a lot. But again, like we were saying, if you got in early enough, that was not that hard to achieve. Right. Everyone wanted to do it. Which is probably true of any MLM. Um, that's where the bonus program is so important. And, you know, the basis of M- any MLM where you're getting paid because of the people under you buying stuff. You're not getting, well, we'll get there. <laughs> Which they claim to not even, right. it's like goes back too. and forth in a deposition. Mm-hmm. They claim to not even understand how the comp plan works, which is obviously a lie. Yeah, I wrote that too, that she literally, Dean was asked, did you create the bonus program? And she said, no. Were you involved in it? No. You're the president of the company. I don't Who else would create it or approve it. More incompetent. I don't know. No, she doesn't want to go to jail. Well, they had a hashtag that they started. Con- um, convi- no, uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Using? I don't know. Well, no. What's? Well, you're making people use it. Forcing? Forcing? <laughs> no, I think it started with a C. Oh no. <laughs> Kind of forcing people to use, and it was hashtag because of LuLaRoe. The idea with that is to earn more retailers. Um, yeah. <laughs> there was one part where one of the retailers talks about how she posted a picture in front of her house, and she didn't use the, ta- the yes. hashtag, and Deanne was like, well, why didn't you put it on there? And she's like, because I had my house before I joined this damn company. Right. And she was like mad that she didn't put it on there i think that's why i wrote it was the hashtag itself became extremely toxic and i Mm -hmm. think it was the first sign for a lot of these women that something was not right where they just something was not right you know why are you lying to people to convince people it was clear that the intention of goodwill was not there it's like every nice thing they had had to be because of LuLaRoe. right they would do raffles at events, um, onboarding raffles. Oh, that's what it was. At some point, they had so many people wanting to sign up. They would have these conventions regularly, and they would be doing raffles to sign up earlier and skip the line. Right. There was like a full-on queue. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and I, you know what? I, with every MLM I can think of, I don't know any that was like that. No. None where you had to wait to sign up because it was that popular. (laughs) Imagine waiting in line to give someone $10,000. And there are a lot of... (laughs) Oh, my God. No. Please take my money for the donkey leggings. Oh, my God. Which, I mean, I think they mentioned it in the intro and not really again until the end. But, you know, a big part of this was women complaining about not being able to afford the startup fee. And they were convincing them to, you know, use multiple credit cards, sell your breast milk. Borrow money from your grandma. Oh, my gosh. It's (laughs) sick. 
Um, so they would have cruises regularly. The qualifier was selling $12,000 worth of clothes a month. A month. I can't. That means you have to buy probably at least inventory, double that. Yeah, I'd say inventory multiple times a week. <sighs> no I thanks. Oh, my God. But this is supposed to be a stay-at-home job to give you freedom. I don't think so. And I think... Oh, we definitely get more into that, too, about their talking to people and why to sign up. Um, Katy Perry performed at one of the cruises, and Mark and Deanne said they didn't know who Katy Perry was. That pissed me off. Oh, no. She said, well, yeah, they said they didn't know Katie who she was. Some fan. She said Katy Perry's. But then was it? I think the nephew said it in the interview that when he suggested her, she was like, oh, no, we can't have her. That's yes. the girl that kisses girls. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, you clearly know who she is. And, you still want to say. Isn't that such an entitlement thing to pretend like you're above people to where you have to pretend to not know someone famous? Mm-hmm. Uh, why? There's tons of people I don't know who are famous, but Katy Perry's a household name. Right. Everyone knows who Katy Perry is, I hope. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything more on episode two? I have like the very last line. About the cruise, down. yeah. Okay, please. We're Lachey. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. She actually becomes a consultant in this episode, stops working for the support. I wonder <laughs> if she was doing both at some point. Maybe. I, I might be a comp. Well, um, they're not against conflicts of interest. But she ends up doing really well, qualifies for the cruise. And she says, she just sits there in silence for a minute and then goes, I'm sorry, just being on a boat with a bunch of white people, <laughs> that's just not for me. She's like, I love white people, but you're not going to take me out in the middle of nowhere on a boat where I don't know anyone. And there's like three black people not happening. <laughs> She's like, but thank you for the invite. <laughs> Which, I mean, you She not is not wrong. Her. No, I, I, I don't blame her, her at all. Oh, my goodness. No, the last thing I wrote was just the last line of this episode before it cut out, which was someone, I, again, I don't remember their names. I wish I'd written them now. Just literally said, working for LuLaRoe absolutely destroyed my life. Yeah. It might have been the one Courtney because she, I did start noting more towards the end. We'll get there. I don't want to well, get she was the away. one in this episode who talks about how even though she was spending a lot of or earning a lot of money, she was spending just as much. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you hear that consistently for all of them. And now that you're saying it, I can't remember which one showed up on my For You page a lot. I did see one of Tiffany's. And at the time, mm-hmm. I didn't connect her as an extreme couponing where I remember a TikTok where she gets a call directly from Deanne where Deanne and Mark said, you all have to stop selling product. Yes. Focus on building your team. I heard that one too. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, like, why? This is the job. It just. It's why it's a scam. There's a lot they left out. But <sighs> we're going to take a quick breath. Put our last two flavors in our cups. And then come back. Because episode three for me was by far my most notes. I had quite a bit as well. There was a lot of fun stuff. Mm. Very eventful. Goodness. But we'll be back to share. See you soon. And we are back. Hey. Oh, sorry. I'm on the wrong page. Um, (laughs) So before we keep running, I was reading the word first mention of boss babe again. (laughs) 
<laughs> toxic. Don't bring that toxic energy to our podcast. <laughs> so we are going to start now with the salted caramel and maple pecan. You say pecan or pecan? Pecan. What about caramel? Caramel. Okay. She was born down here. I wasn't. <laughs> I feel like pecan and caramel are Yeah, they're the like the two. That was yeah. not planned. That's interesting. You yeah. know, it, it's based on what I'm saying, though, because I might say pecan pie. Pecan pie, pecan pie. I don't know what I say now. It depends on in the moment. I feel like sometimes I do slip up and say it the other way, slip not meaning up. to. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm with my bougie friends, I say pecan. <laughs> and then, yeah, caramel. I don't think I ever say caramel. No, I know I don't. Salted caramel caramel i don't think i do caramel i don't know caramel apple maybe i do we'll have to see when we go to the day. fair oh my gosh that's so sad <laughs> we um they have that quiz online where you say how you pronounce stuff and it tells you what region you're most likely from mm-hmm. we will a thousand percent be doing an episode of that yeah we gotta find that so we're gonna start with salted caramel this is a coffee I've been known to get in the holiday season before. Mm-hmm. Same. It's usually really good Rarely, but. We drink coffee other than Starbucks. We just really <laughs> like Starbucks. Sure we do. <laughs> no, I actually love Dunkin', but there's just not one close to me. They changed theirs in the last few years. It's just not as good as it. I think it's more bitter. Mm. Maybe that's what I like. I don't know. Maybe. All right, know. let's it's smell. It's not too bad. Bitter for me. I'm getting salted. I'm getting caramel. It's a deep aroma. It's very, um, oh my God. I can't put my finger on the word. It's, oh my gosh. I like it. It smells good. I would do a candle of this too. Oh yeah. Wasn't that a category for a while? (laughs) Candle ability? For like a third of an episode. (laughs) All right. cheers. Cheers. Oh my god. These are scary. Like this company freaks me out. <laughs> I want them to make like non-alcoholic canned coffees too they so I can drink actually, one. Actually because they are made, oh my god, I cannot pronounce. I think it's 125's Rebel hard coffee and tea. So I wonder if 125 makes them. Hmm. Um I really don't know. 12-5 Beverage Company in, is WI Wisconsin? Yes. Yes, Wisconsin. Oh, there's recipes on here. Ooh. Um, I'm obsessed with this. That's really good. And it does. It reminds me of the winter season when Starbucks comes out with theirs. And I always do, like, once a year, I think I get it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm good. And that's one of the few hot drinks I actually like, too, is salted caramel hot. Yeah. This is nice. I love it. It's nice. I knew I was going to love this pack, but wow. More than expected. It's just so smooth. Well, it's funny because I try to think day drinkability of any of these. I don't know if I could do it all day because it is still a coffee drink. Right. I'm not going to sit here drinking the entire pack in one sitting other than tonight. But (laughs) any other day, I would start with this and then move to something else. Yeah, I'd have like one or two. 
just to give me oh, a I'm kick, a, I'm, but sorry, I'm way ahead of my <laughs> trying to go on to the next one. They're that I good. Was pouring these, and I literally she ran to the restroom, and I she came back. I was like, I've literally had to stop myself from taking sips. <laughs> and this is like the only pack I've seen you do I that. Never, with. I don't know why. There's something about this one that's calling me. Yes. So let's get drinking because okay. I don't think I can hold off any longer. This so, is maple pecan. Pecan. <laughs> pecan. 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 No, see, I say pecan, I guess. Okay, tomato, whatever. tomato. So, Ooh, I smell oh, maple. I smell it. One of my favorite things to text people when we mispronounce or mistext words is I type tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> you read it as. <laughs> I read it as tomato, tomato, which right. cracks me up. <laughs> Even though I know you're supposed to read it as tomato, tomato. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's how I read it. So I've sent it to you before and a few of our other friends. Tomato, I don't know what tomato. we're talking about, but I'll just be like, oh, tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> it's the basically oh saying you can say what you want, but I'm right. No, I'm just kidding. You've probably sent it to me before, though, and I just read it like that in my head. Not what, even tomato, realized. Tomato, or tomato, tomato, tomato. Oh, no, but I want you to read it. Tomato, it, tomato. Well, now that's the only way I'm ever going to read it. I know it. people are reading it as tomato, tomato, but because you don't spelled tomato differently right i read it and i laughed myself every time i say oh tomato tomato (laughs) (laughs) anyways this is the best smelling one by far let's taste it i can't i can't stop smelling it now (laughs) i can't wait desperate Mm, mm -mm, mm -hmm. i said no i meant yes i meant yes is this speaking to your inner waffle loving? <gasps> now it is. Side? It has an aftertaste that took a second, but it's not like a bad aftertaste. No. The maple lingers. This is less mapley than Bud Light Maple Pear. Mm-hmm. But it's still the perfect amount. I just oh how are these people doing that? It's less artificial tasting maple. Yeah. It tastes like more of a real maple syrup taste or a wee thing real one tastes right. like i don't think i've ever had real maple <laughs> yeah that's delightful i just i know we say this every single week this is going to be the hardest to rank yet i don't want to put any of them last i <laughs> i'm just gonna have to think about I got it. little squiggles going on this <laughs> No, that, oh my gosh, this pack. Okay, we're just going to keep going because this is going to take a lot of thought and luckily episode three is going to give us some time to do that. Yes. Episode three is called Blow Up. Obviously about the customer. Oh, the customer. (laughs) The company blowing (laughs) Blowing up. up. I think both in sales and the start of the downfall. Yeah, the behavior, everything. Um, this is about where people start realizing they're in a cult. <laughs> yeah. Cult, pyramid scheme, scam, whatever you want to call it. All the it. same thing. The first sentence I quoted was, if she told me to go jump off a cliff, I probably would have. That's scary. It's, it is. And I, I appreciate them recognizing how deep they were getting and they were able to pull themselves back out. Mm-hmm. But we said we'll talk about the other girl. I don't know if it's in this one that I have it. I think it might be the next one. Um, I, I don't know where we start talking about her more, but you still see it in the current ones. Yeah. And I mean... You'll see it in their pictures because a lot of them have their pictures from the conventions or cruises and just how how they were standing with 
it's it's the pictures are a little eerie because yeah. it doesn't look like their true selves. No, it looks like an out of body experience. Literally, the first note I made was, "Here's where it turns really culty." Yes, <laughs> there was an interview that well, actually I don't think it was an interview. It was a like a Zoom call or something that Mark and Deanne were doing. This was like one of the first scenes, and he's basically talking about if anyone doesn't agree with our culture, whatever. My summary was. Either you're with us or against us. That's a cult. So he does do that. Yes. Sorry. I, he does some other Zoom calls later that I started noting. Yeah. Um. But right. That one was. I mean, in there, I think they're aware of the cult. I just, it disturbs me. This is where I really start hating Mark and Deanne. Because they're very aware of this power they have over these women. Mm-hmm. And rather than slowing it down, they take advantage. Oh, yeah. They know that they <sighs> idolize them and they take full advantage of that. Well, and this is where the Mormon stuff gets important because they're at these conventions. They're listening to Mark and Deanne. And one of the women goes out of nowhere. He starts spouting off passages from the Book of Mormon. And she said, what does this have to do with selling pants? Yeah, it's like it's not a requirement to sign up. Right. It just comes out of nowhere. Religious at all. (laughs) It's funny because one of them said, oh, my God, he thinks he's Joseph Smith. Yeah, he (laughs) like relates himself, compares himself to being misunderstood like Joseph Smith. That's right. It was crazy. As soon as he did that, I was thinking about the South Park episode of Mormons, which I've seen Book of Mormon on Broadway, too. But the South Park episode cracks me up every time because, you know, they're telling the story of Joseph Smith. And as they're getting, the sound is always like, dum, 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 dum. And then they start talking about his wife at some point and how he's like telling her, I have to go do this. And they're like, Joseph Smith, the wife, smart, 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 smart. Oh, my God. And that line has made me laugh. There are so many of those like South Park, but that oh. one where the dum 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 because they do it up until then and when they switch to smart you Right. <laughs> and this is nothing against anyone who is Mormon. Mormon. No. Completely respect like freedom of religion. I know Mormons who are not like this. It's and they'll agree. When you take it to a level of brainwashing and cult behavior, it's just unacceptable, especially in something that you paid for to start a business we have what does that have to do coming. if you hear With religion water I mean, in the pants. back <laughs> <laughs> that would be chesney she has been very patient and waiting so i'm she not gonna has. fight her this time she's part of the podcast too yeah she she's thinking about oh okay okay we're done she's going back to her palace no she's probably coming over here oh all right bye-bye <laughs> Thank you for stopping in. Oh, no. Now she's coming. Okay. Sorry. So what, say that last part again. Um, They paid to join to start their own business. They didn't sign up to be part of a religious cult. Right. Right. And I mean, that's really where it goes downhill. And, you know, Mormonism, like she said, freedom of religion. You're going to believe what you're going to believe. And this is not to say that those beliefs are wrong. We don't know what's right. We don't know what's wrong. But I mean... It, Right. It's not their responsibility to tell people you have to believe in this. Right. Um, So they start talking about how this is about women and empowerment. (laughs) Sure. And one of the interviewers asks Deanne, what inspired the empowerment of women for you? 
Before she can even say a word, Mark says, can I jump in and then you can talk? Bitch, we're talking about the empowerment of women and you can't even let her talk first? No, he literally just proved the point. It's not about empowering women. Oh, I go. There he was is no the worst. good stuff for him. I, I, I don't. Mm. We, my my last episode notes are basically just going off on him. And I will be reading those when we get there. And you can just kind of tell at some point he takes over in the business, right? Because that's well, when it and turns. That was the next thing I wrote is one of them said something about, you know, when this started, when you started your business, it was supposed to be about you, the woman. Mm-hmm. But it became clear that it wasn't ultimately about you. You're supposed to start it, but the husband is supposed to take over. Right. There's a lot of pressure on, um, oh, I think, yeah, no, I have it further down, so we'll get there. Um, One of the examples of this is we talk about Tiffany a lot, and Tiffany makes a comment. She says, I don't think Deanne addressed me once. Every time she addressed me, it was Paul's wife, Tiffany. Right. He was the one doing the lives. I think it was like just a niche thing that they did, but it was her business. She was doing all the back end work. Right. She's the one who paid the damn startup fee. It's in her name. (laughs) It just, you know, oh my gosh. So there's a lot about this. One of my favorite times is they start talking about Deanne's mother writing a book. I had to Google it to make sure I got the name correct. Maureen Startup wrote a book. It is called The Secret Power of Femininity. Doesn't sound that bad. Let's get to the subtitle. The Secret Power of Femininity. The Art of Attracting, Winning, and Keeping the Right Man for You. For Unmarried, Exmarried, and Married Women. Just like you almost had us. (laughs) And then you took 10 steps back. Oh, they... It's clear that Deanne was raised with this theology in mind. They mm-hmm. started talking about how she makes comments at conventions or meetings or Zooms. I wrote down the two that really got me. Um, one of them was, oh, she hosted a seminar called How to Use Your Special Parts to Get Your Husband to Do What You Want from Him. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> special parts. Special parts. I just, oh my God. The next one was, and she said this one. Oh no, she said both of them. I'm sorry. All you have to do as a woman is get on your knees for five minutes a day and please your husband. And then he'll let you buy whatever you want. That's all it takes. They're living in such a fantasy world where she is so far down as a submissive Mm -hmm. that it's like, it's terrifying. She doesn't even realize that she's being controlled. Not That's how at bad all. it is. You can see it. At this point, it gets deeper and deeper that you can start to see him controlling her. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And even when they're doing the deposition scenes, she, I mean, <laughs> we'll she says like nothing. Well, right. She'll just say, oh, no, I didn't know that. He's on the defense. And just mm-hmm. the way he's sitting the whole time in that like why am i here yeah i shouldn't be here i'm above this just sitting back like what this is a waste of my time oh my god this man drives me up a wall i want to go back to the book real quick if we can yeah so i'm sure you remember this but i actually made it a point to type out one of the passages from the book that they go over from deanne's mom's book it says stand before a mirror 
in the privacy of your room and say to yourself, I'm just a helpless woman at the mercy of you big, strong men. Stamp your feet daintily, saucily, and shake your curls as much as to say, I'm furious, but what can a little girl like me do with a big, strong man like you? Deanne uses this damn book to do trainings. Come on. And you know, I get it. Back in the time this was written, this is what they thought. They truly thought women were the weaker gender and that you were supposed to act as such. But Deanne's using this to this day. Right. I just... And they didn't lead with this. They put on this front front that it was about empowering women, but it wasn't. Well, and speaking of the empowering women... The next part they start going into is that multiple of the women are coming forward, basically saying it hit a point where Deanne and I guess Mark, but mostly Deanne, because it's supposed to come from the woman, are encouraging these women's husbands to quit their jobs so that they can be basically victim to this company. But... One of them, I wrote, Deanne told a woman to find a new husband because her current one would not quit his job to help her business. Find a new <laughs> husband. They want to have control over your entire family, finances, everything. Again, And this was not, cult. she wasn't a failing. She was one of the top reps. Yeah, it she just wasn't enough. I was can't not even. enough. <sighs> so I'm sure you started writing this stuff, but they go through a whole... I don't know, 10, 20 minutes about the fact that Deanne and her sister were trying to force women to lose weight to fit the LuLaRoe Oh my gosh, the weight loss surgery. Oh, it wasn't just weight loss surgery. It was weight loss surgery in Tijuana. Yeah, it was sketchy as hell. Oh my God, they were bringing down like 20 people, I think they said at a time to basically forced them to get this surgery Mm -hmm. because they had such an image of their mind of what the LuLaRoe woman looks like. Right. You couldn't be over a certain weight. You had to have certain things in your appearance, which is what forced people to spend so much money. Like we Mm -hmm. talked about a couple episodes ago. It was just so fake. There also, I, it's just, there was one of the women, they almost caught her. She was getting, they were pushing her a lot and, um, she went ahead and got the balloon which, you know, it, it's somebody's rejected. Her body rejected the balloon. Mm-hmm. Right there and then, I felt a little bad for her because I can understand just where she was at this point brainwashed and how she must have felt that she did not go to Tijuana and get this surgery. She did a different one and it failed her. Right. But she texts Deanne and her sister, Deanne's sister, just telling them what happens. Rather than sympathizing with her and saying, oh, I hope you're okay. Let me know when you're better. They said, oh, uh, when can we get you down to Tijuana instead then? It almost makes me wonder if they were getting some kind of referral fee or something. Because why else? She filmed like a commercial for them. But regardless, that's, it's, oh, the whole thing. She didn't care about people. Well, she said she finally had to just flat out say no. I mean, Mm -hmm. some people just don't take the hint. It's as simple as that. She said no, and she said almost immediately she noticed getting pushed out and just being treated differently. Right, which is insane. Has nothing to do with the business. Um, So I think this might have been towards the Zooms that you were talking about, where... People's sales start changing. They're mm-hmm. even the top sellers. They're just not doing as well as they were. 
at this point, there's so many retailers that who the who are you going to sell to? Right. There's if, thousands. Right. If you have, and towns are not that big. Social circles are not that large. Let's take a church, for example. If you have a church group of 50 women and 25 of you are selling LuLaRoe, who are you going to sell it to? Right. I know the other 25, but that's what, one pair of leggings each? And even if you do continue to sell, you have to keep buying inventory. Right, it's just, just not enough active. people. It just doesn't make sense. So at this point, Mark, um, <laughs> sorry, got my notes. <laughs> we start going into them basically blaming these women about them not hitting their numbers and the one thing i wrote down was they're on a zoom and mark goes if it works if you work it so i guess you weren't working hard enough in terms of people failing and i wrote and he said something like you get what you get you get out of this what you want out of it Mm -hmm. i wrote i want to punch mark in the face that's what i want out of this (laughs) uh same (laughs) what he said something else too like Oh, people are saying my inventory's stale. No, you're stale. Right. Bitch. And that's where I think, and I I think this is where you were heading earlier. This is where they start talking about the moldy leggings and the quality of the yes. leggings dropping. The dead fish leggings. Oh, I you know, I can't even man, I really go in on Mark from here on out. Like half my notes are just about Mark and how much I hate him. Um they were sending them moldy leggings. And they showed they literally had just been sitting outside How waiting to get picked up. Oh, my God. It's and like so he talks bad. about this on a news station proudly. Oh, we grew out of our inventory so badly. We have leggings sitting in the parking lot. Oh, you know what? This is how I know um, Lachey mm-hmm. was still working there because she talked about walking past them every single oh, day. Oh, you're right. Yep. I forgot about that part. You're right. I just... Can you imagine this idea? And then, oh my God, we keep going. I'm sorry. He, I don't want to go. I'm, I'm like, I'm you're just, good. I stopped taking notes at some point because there was so much going on. I was just like, I just have to watch. Well, this is where I start. Just <laughs> let's just go in people. on Mark. So after that, there's talking again about Mark. And that's where he goes, you know, that there was no problems with the products. There's a problem with social media. Because at this point, these women are gathering together and starting Mm -hmm. to realize something's wrong. Something doesn't make sense here. And they're going on social media to post about it. There was a group called Defective LuLaRoe. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where he's he's blaming this Facebook group over why sales are dropping. And the whole thing is... They went to social media because they weren't getting help from the company. Right. The company acts like, why would they? And you could see the answers of the, they were showing the screenshots of the Mm -hmm. people answering. No, that was how LuLaRoe intended it to be made. LuLaRoe intended it to smell like dirty Mm. fish water. Interesting. LuLaRoe intended to have an Eiffel Tower or sticking out where it looks like you have a penis. (laughs) That was on purpose. hamburger vagina. Hamburger vagina. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god and i literally just wrote i hate mark so much it's not even funny selfish fucking prick definition of an asshole he's terrible he's a narcissist he's 
just an abuser. Oh, well, I, that's where I wrote Deanne looks insanely brainwashed at this point. Oh, yeah. She absolutely is. Oh, my God. she It's scary to watch this woman. Um, They're victim blaming, blaming. They're gaslighting less, left. And I can't even talk. Okay, deep breath. <laughs> she really hates Mark. I hate him so much. <laughs> we talked about this last episode. When I go in, oh, I'm going in. Anyways, I'll lose my paper. <laughs> so at this point, they're victim blaming and they're gaslighting the failing retailers left and right. They're claiming that they have bad attitudes and that's why they're not doing well. They had they started suspending women because they were reaching out to the company about damaged products mm-hmm. and claiming that they were um, complaining. Da- we're talking holes in leggings. I and arriving soaking wet. It's they had one of them. They had to fly out to California to ask for their business back. It wasn't as simple as like a suspension and then it just gets lifted. No, they had to come beg. After again, we're forgetting these people paid ten thousand dollars to join the company. Right. I don't owe you anything. I just if I got suspended, I'd be like, oh, blessing in disguise. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at that point, they're so brainwashed that they don't get it either. And they're holding all this inventory. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they have to. Oh, my God. Thousands. Um, so at this point, Sam from earlier, who does not know the name of TLC song. <laughs> and um, he's also not a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and this is still not very clear. He says he quit his job at LuLaRoe. He was an event planner. Mm hmm. There seems to be I I I do believe he quit. I really do. But I don't know. Honestly, his story's a little sketchy on its own. He quit his job, but then right after he got a cease and desist letter saying he could no longer speak to his aunt. I wrote a cease and desist for what? Existing? <laughs> I feel like there must uh, we missed something because like something had to happen like he was obviously he started to realize what was going on but he must have like said something or mm-hmm. posted something well he doesn't really go into that they claim that the cease and desist this is what my thought was when they're talking about it 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 seems that it was LuLaRoe trying to save face for his quitting um, because they start spreading the rumors, or I don't know how the rumors start mm-hmm. spreading, that he was fired because he was having relations with too many of the retailers and consultants. I don't think that's the case. In fairness, he is a bro. And I, I, <laughs> I, I can't, we can't, we don't know. We don't know what happened. Right. It's a very wonky moment. They don't really go into details about it. It comes up towards the end again, and we'll get there, which is why I think it's mentioned. But it just it's a weird thing. But the cease and desist cracked me up. (laughs) Um, I mean, and this is the point where people are getting fed up and they're starting to quit the business because Mm -hmm. they're tired of being gaslighted. I would be, too. Oh, my God. If our products came back to our company and I went to my manager and was like, hey, my customers received this broken thing and he goes no it was supposed to be made like that i'd probably start looking for a new job yes that's crazy it just to be in a constant state of denial (laughs) well at that point facebook groups started to form and one of the women wrote in it i think i need a class action loss lawyer oh goodness this is where it gets juicy so and this is where a lot of you may actually remember because i remember this stuff being huge on the news Mm -hmm. Um, 
Episode four is called Toe Up. June 2017 is when the bonus structure changed. The bonus structure used to be that as their retailers, trainers, the people below them bought inventory, they got paid. Now those people had to sell the inventory before they'd get paid. In any MLM pyramid scheme, the odds of the people on the lower half actually selling their goods I don't slim. You know what? I took screenshots of some of the facts that they were. I totally forgot. It's low. It just doesn't happen. If you're not at the top, you're probably not doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not have it on. So they this were just particular. simply making money on recruiting people and those people buying inventory. Well, and that's so. Uh, the top. 0.01% of LuLaRoe retailers made over 150k a month in bonuses. 70% made zero. Wow. That's a lot of people. Especially when you consider just how many retailers they had at this time and they were showing the number. Um I was not noting it, but we were in the 100,000s maybe. Of retailers? Yeah. It might have been a little lower. It was right under Somewhere maybe like in the 60, thousands. 70. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. It was high. And at this point, they're starting to get pressure from really the public, the retailers, mm-hmm. that they're a pyramid scheme. And that's why they changed the comp plan. Right. And so that's where, and I think, I know you remember this. I don't know if other people do. They created the 100% buyback policy. Yes. I remember this well oh me too when it was all because everyone was like oh that's something's wrong this is the start of it i remember a few people i knew being like all right i'm out yep and they had so many but the important thing to note was in an email in t's and c's everywhere Mm -hmm. it said this policy has no expiration date yep the idea here was supposed to be that more women are going to be willing to join because, hey, it doesn't work out in a month. Return all your stuff. Get your money back. It's risk free. It did the opposite. There were so many women waiting for something like this to escape Mm -hmm. that they ended up owing millions. A mass exodus. I think they said they gave over $100 million in refunds. And that's what they called it, the mass exodus. Mm -hmm. Um. Of course, this is where things go bad because this policy with no expiration date was canceled like two months later. Yeah. They clearly did not think this through. I mean, I got to admit, that's a stupid ass policy. Oh, yeah. No company (laughs) would do that. I would have understood if they did 50%. Yeah. Um, They still probably would have lost a lot of money. But I mean... If they were not the company they were, I'm sure a lot of women would have been like, yeah, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. I mean, 50%, that's not too bad if it doesn't go well. Unfortunately, the new plan for buyback was even stricter than it was before this policy existed. terrible. They don't want you to give the stuff back. No, of course not, because then they lose money. Mm -hmm. Well, at this point, brainwashed Deanne shows up and she says, you know... I don't know what happened. Something went viral and they all just started quitting. I just don't understand it. How? I mean, this playing dumb thing really got old by like episode two. (laughs) I just, how bad are you pulling the wool over your eyes? Yeah. (laughs) That you don't understand why. 
Oh, well, the other side of this is there were a lot of women that withdrew in this program and they never got their refunds. They just they got approved. It just never showed up. This is where the lawsuits show up. Mm -hmm. This is a breach of contract. This is illegal. You cannot do this. (laughs) You said you were going to take this stuff back. Right. I want my money. money. And I mean, we're talking not just like a couple hundred where at some point you get frustrated and walk away. We're talking like 20,000 a person. Right. It's too much money. Um, There was also another lawsuit with one of, I guess, their fabric producers. Yes, one of their suppliers. Yeah, and they were friends. I think Mark and the owner of that fabric production company were pretty close friends. And Mm -hmm. that went really awry to the point where they called Dan and Mark scammers. And I think I wrote down what this lawsuit was. LuLaRoe owed this company $49 million. Jesus. They had owed this for a while. They continued to place orders with the intention to defraud the company. They didn't have the money. No. They well, just this spent goes it back, on this 100% buyback. Policy. I don't even think we mentioned this from episode one, but the guy who was on like the support team said they were tracking everything in a Google Doc. Yes, that's this right. This is why they don't know where their money is. That's right. He was insane. He's like, I've worked at a few places. Never have I seen this. Um, so Courtney, the one who was being um, tried to force to lose weight, mm-hmm. she leaves LuLaRoe finally. And here our friend Sam comes back. And at this oh, point, I Sam. think everything was all over the place. But my notes kind of go where Dana's ended. Yeah. Where at this point, I'm just commenting on thoughts. Everything was so crazy. Please watch it if you want the actual timeline and understanding. This is just our thoughts on this. So Sam comes back. Sam reaches out to Courtney and asks her to invest in his weed business. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Turns out this weed business, it's a Ponzi scheme. Literally not does not real. exist. <laughs> so she he sent like a picture of a stack of cash. And luckily, she was smart enough to reverse image search the picture you got it off Google. Oh, my God. I just, the whole thing is hilarious. And this is where, going back to us not being sure, did Sam quit? Did Sam get fired? I still don't know. Because this now makes you question Sam. Right. He's just as bad as they are. He, of course. He's, he's her <laughs> nephew. So the employee, the support employee that Dana keeps, um, she clearly took better notes on him than I did. I loved him. At this point... Kelly Clarkson plays at one of the conventions. And the former employee is so mad that he now boycotts Kelly Clarkson. But he does note that it's a shame because Don't You Want to Stay with Jason Aldean is one of his favorite songs. And it's all Kelly's fault that he can't listen to her anymore. As if Kelly did not just do it because it was money. A lucrative opportunity. I think they said they spent like upwards of thirty million dollars on these conventions. Mm-hmm. It's not it's like, like Kelly sure. was selling the leggings. She probably didn't know what was. the hell was going on. <laughs> Neither did Katy Perry. Right. I just he was so passionately angry at Kelly. He really Clarkson. was. He needed to take it out on someone. Oh my god. So Tiffany, the extreme couponer, and her husband Paul at this point go to some special session with some of the top sellers and they do this like 
question session, basically testing your commitment to LuLaRoe. Yeah. And a day or two later, a mass email comes out, says, unfortunately, whoever, it doesn't say names, has been terminated from the company for, I don't remember what the reason was. They just said, like, one of our top retailers. Yes. And nobody knew who it was. Right. They're trying, and them, Tiffany and Paul, are contacting everyone. Oh, do you know who it is? They're trying to get the gossip. Oh, yeah. They said, needless to say, (laughs) they checked their email later that day, and they have been the ones terminated. Why? Because they asked a few questions. I wrote, terminated Tiffany and Paul because they asked questions. That's all. Mm-hmm. Is this a mobster movie now? Um, Nope. Still a cult. Still a cult. I, and you know, I actually really like Tiffany and Paul. When I went back and rewatched their episode, they have seven kids too, by the way. Um, When I rewatched their episode of Extreme Couponers, mm-hmm. I just think I found them to be delightful. I like them too, and I didn't realize the Paul, the husband, had had a stroke. I didn't know that. So either. if you notice his sad. speech was a little slurred. Yeah. I think they had to clarify online because a lot of people were saying, oh, is he oh. drunk in the thing? Oh, I never got that impression. I was like, people are so rude. Yeah, but yeah, she really... was like, actually, he had a stroke, but all right. <laughs> Don't <laughs> be an God. asshole. People suck. Well, at this point, they start focusing really hard on the deposition, and I, I'm not going to go into it. It's a mess. I'm not. The one Full thing I lies. wrote was the name of um, what I will now call Deanne's son, which is Kenny. I don't recall Brady. <laughs> Every answer to any question, he would just, uh, I don't recall. Mm-mm. I get it. You have that right. But what a dick freaking move. The way he said it, too, and the way he would just sit there. Ugh. Just like Mark. Yes. I mean, Mark looked aggressive and angry in the eyes. This guy looked bothered to be there. Mm-hmm. There was another son. I can't remember his name. And the smirk he gave the camera. So the deposition camera, not yeah. the interview camera. Oh, I wanted to crawl through the screen. They know what they're doing. And that that's how you know... At some point, it turned from what could have been possibly good intentions to we're just going to full on take advantage of people. Yeah, these people are, they should not call themselves Mormon. If you are Mormon, these people are ashamed to your community. And I don't know what you need to do, Mm -hmm. but make sure they don't associate with you. They'll take advantage of you too. (sighs) They don't discriminate. Um. I just at this point, I mean, I just went off on Mark. I I don't there's nothing else to it. I wrote um, they're still trying to claim that none of this was real. Like they're still to this day in this oblivious world where they're trying to pretend like none of it was real. And I wrote, um, are they still trying to claim this wasn't real? Like these assholes elevator to hell has already started descending. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) quickly. Like, oh, my gosh. Um. So they gave a couple a 1.4 million bonus check at one of the conventions. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to ask him, hey, was that a bonus check as in because of the MLM? Right. Or was that because of products sold? And, you know, they're trying to deny it off. He does finally admit it's a bonus check. But he's getting mad at this acquisition. Ac- accusation that it is and he goes the recognition of a huge achievement is not oh i must have meant is not meant to mislead it's meant to inspire and if you're misled by it that's on you Uh, 
There's Why no is way your fault? you're going to give every retailer in the company a $1.4 million bonus check if they sell that much. His projection is just absurd. Oh, yeah. Everything's their fault. <sighs> Never. Well, the last thing I did write was about the woman who is still in the business. And she's like, I'll sell LuLaRoe till the mm-hmm. day they won't let me anymore. This woman, like, I felt for her. She is so brainwashed it was actually really sad oh we chose two different verbs there yeah i was like girl don't you see what's going on here it literally hurts to listen to her well at this point i kind of stopped taking notes because it was just too much but the last thing i did write was once again about mark my new best enemy (laughs) i said this man is the epitome of a mansplainer he would mansplain how to put a tampon in if he needed to. And not even know how. Just well, that's whatever whatever his <laughs> I idea of like it was. Him. This man will take anything you say and figure out a way to tell you how to do it better. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't Oh my God. One one thing that I noticed in this episode too was a lot of the retailers who were starting to leave were basically saying, after you leave the company. Deanne and Mark and everyone tell you that if you're still in it, you're not to have Talk. any contact with anyone who left LuLaRoe. Mm-hmm. That is a cult. Well, and that's why so many of them, it does take a little longer than they would like to to leave because they can't see the other side. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of the women they interviewed are struggling. A lot got divorced. Yep. Um, one of them, Courtney, I feel for her. She lost her house. She lost her cars. She mm-hmm. lost her husband. She said when her kids are with her husband, she eats only cheese and crackers throughout the entire week to save money. I was nearly in tears at that point. Yeah, I felt she might have been one of my favorite ones to listen to just because I I just you could see the shame almost. Mm -hmm. And not that I want to like plot her for shame, but just her realization and Oh, man. No one deserves that. Very real documentary. Watch it. You will laugh at how absurd some of the stuff is. (laughs) Um, It's sad, but I mean, MLMs are out there and they're very scary and they prey on stay-at-home moms, single women, people who might just be looking down on their luck. Don't, uh, please don't fall for them. Be skeptical. Always ask questions. If you cannot find information about how you achieve a paycheck, it's a scam. Don't do it. Ask your friends. Ask your family. What do you think about this? Like, get other opinions because sometimes you can just be so blind to what people are telling you. Right. You get sucked in. Go to anti-MLM on Reddit (laughs) and read all about it. You'll learn so much. Learn from those who've been through it. On a lighter note... We are going to do our final ranking. Oh, gosh. But before we do, I'm about to make it a little tougher. (laughs) We talked a little earlier about seasonal flavors. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we are in the middle of fall. And one of their seasonal flavors is our favorite basic bitch flavor, pumpkin spice latte. I'm thrilled. It's not from the pack. It is something we bought separately. We purchased these at Total Wine, by the way. I don't think I've seen them out of many other places. Granted, I've also not been looking. They might be there. Um, but we are going to try this first. We are going to still include it in our one to five. Yes, one to five now. Okay. Um, 
just note that it's not in the pack. It is something bought separately. Okay. All right. Let's see. Oh, we have to lift the lid to smell. Yeah, I can't smell it. Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh. It's 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 very it smells pumpkin. more pumpkin spice than the Starbucks pumpkin spice. It really does. Oh my god. That's insane. I smell cinnamon. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. And I mean, obviously, we probably will compare this in our minds to um, Bud Light and Starbucks, for that matter. It, mm-hmm. this, I mean, we have bases, so let's see. Cheers. Cheers. Stop. Hold the door. I taste a lot of cinnamon. And I poured some of it down my boobies. Mm. We talked about that gravity. Saving that for later. Okay. What do you think? I like it. I think I like prefer the Starbucks pumpkin spice taste, but there's no mistaking this is pumpkin spice. So I don't know why, but I almost only taste cinnamon. Really? To the point where it tastes like a coffee with a shot of Fireball for me, which I'm not mad at. I really like Fireball. It's one of my go-to liquors. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting pumpkin at all, personally. That's interesting. I am. And we poured from the same can. I think yours came second. So it's very possible I needed to mix it up a little more. You're so used to just not shaking cans that you mm-hmm. forget these are not carbonated. I probably could have. Hmm. Here, you want to trade? Yeah. We both are negative. We're vaccinated. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> We're not we spreading COVID germs. <laughs> yours smells more like pumpkin than mine. I think it tastes the same. I think so. I really can't tell. Maybe you'll need to try it again. Yeah, I'm Shake for it me, up. I'm a little not let down. It's still good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just don't get pumpkin spice latte out of it. Interesting. Versus the others, I got very clear what they're written mm-hmm. as. Or maybe the I don't know. You know, certain cinnamon. I like cinnamon, but there's also that cinnamon that's like big red gum cinnamon. Yeah. I hate like big artificial. Red gum. Yeah, we don't like it, artificial it taste. It hurts. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Big red gum hurts. It burns. Mm-hmm. This is what that reminds me of. Interesting. This isn't burning, though, but it smells like the big red gum. This might be one of the biggest differences in our taste yep. since we've started this. How do you do artificial cinnamon? It's like the easiest spice to just go and get a real thing out I don't of. know. Maybe it's when you over cinnamon something, it gets out there. Kind of like nutmeg if you put too much. Ugh, whatever. We got Maybe that is rankings. what it is. We've been talking right. a while. All right. Um, five. Mocha latte. Okay. I. Hold on. Let me check this out. Yeah, I think mocha as well. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We're just not mocha drinkers. I would drink it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if favorite. I was giving it. Now I'm rethinking. <laughs> oh, okay. I, yeah, I'm going to keep it five. My overall for it through a one for, through five is 3.5. I feel um, like that's even kind of low. Maybe 3.75. Yeah, I'd probably do 3.5. And like, it's so hard to even rate these. 
Like, I, there's differences, but they're very slight. Like, I don't want to get too much of the decibel points, but right. I'll just do three, three and a half. Um, four. Vanilla latte. This is probably where I'm having pumpkin spice. Interesting. Yeah, and when I backtracked, I almost put it as five and mm. swapped mocha up. I... I'd say they're almost tied, which is where I'm struggling between that 3.5, 3.75. And again, maybe it's just me having a weird flavor profile at the moment. It's too cinnamony for me. Not enough pumpkin. Well. Which I read something interesting recently. Oh, and it might have been on a review of this. Pumpkin spice is not supposed to taste pumpkin-y. It's supposed mm-hmm. to taste like the spices used in a pumpkin pie. Right. So I guess if we're looking at it from that angle, yes, it is a little, it's accurate. It's just so heavy handed on the cinnamon. Yeah. If you're tasting one spice. I don't taste that's anything That's overpowering else. everything this else. It's like a cinnamon latte for me. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um... Did I rate vanilla? No. I don't think I did. I'd give it a 3.75. And I really did like it. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the more basic flavors. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. Um, number three. Pumpkin spice. This is where I think I place vanilla. Okay. Um, we're heading towards a four now. I really like it. I could drink it all day. That's mm-hmm. my go-to drink when I'm not in a seasonal mood, when I'm just getting an iced coffee of some sort is a vanilla latte. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's basic. I mean, you can't really mess it up. Well, you can't mess it up. They did not it mess be it hard. up. <laughs> but it's something exciting. It's something yeah. special. I think because it's a coffee and it's maybe not something you would drink all day, like I'd probably have one or two, I kind of want like a bigger flavor you know? Yeah, I could see that. What was your pumpkin ranking or rating? Um, a four. Chesney's coming back to give her overview. She's ready for us to be done. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Ooh, she is. You know, she's not. We're not kidding. Um, two. I think we have the same two and one. Uh, maple pecan is okay, two. We don't have the same. Two oh one. man, two for me is salted caramel. It's fine. I like it. Ah. Man, that maple pecan beats it out easily for me. It's so good. She's a waffle girl. And you know what? The maple is not too sweet. That's such a misconception with maple that it's Mm -hmm. going to be overly sweet. And I can see how people might associate that with an artificial flavoring too. No, this it's same with the caramel, actually. Neither none of these are too sweet. No, they're not. I almost would want to have them tied, honestly. Well, you can tie them in terms of your one through five of them. Yeah. I would give them both a 4.5. Okay. I think I'm at 4.5 for salted caramel, 4.75 for maple. It's right under the 5. Yeah. I don't know why, guys. 5 for me <laughs> takes something special. It's hard. But there, I mean, this pack is phenomenal. Like, if I'm giving this entire pack something, I'm giving it a 5. Same. Even though the flavors vary so much. This is, it's so nice. It's such a nice way if you're going to be day drinking to kick things off. Yeah. I was not disappointed by anything in this pack. No, I'm not mad at this at all. Excuse me, my nose. (laughs) Anyways, with that, we are going to go ahead and start to wrap up. 
Um, if you all could please go ahead and hit that follow button, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening to us on, please make sure that you're following us so that you can always be updated when we release an episode on Tipsy Tuesdays. If you are on Apple or any of the others that let you leave a review, please make sure to do that. We want to know that you're listening and we want to know what you're enjoying and what you're not enjoying so that we can best form this to be pleasurable to your ears. Yes. I'm never saying that sentence again in my life. (laughs) Um, Make sure you follow us on both Instagram and Twitter at Tipsy Trials and feel free to message us on there and tell us what you think. And like and comment on our posts. We think we're funny, but you know, if you don't think (laughs) we are, let us know. Um, If you have thoughts on today's episode, if you watch Lula Rich and want to tell us how much you hate Mark, (laughs) if you have recommendations for seltzers or other canned beverages you'd like for us to try or other suggestions on things you'd like for us to review, please send us an email at tipsytrials at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yes. And with that, we are going to ask you to drink responsibly. And I guess from here, court is officially Adjourned. adjourned. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you next Tipsy Tuesday. Bye bye.